you're listening to a Rain Dance remaster edited by Carrie Morrison. To listen to the original edits, check out our Patreon. Welcome to Critical Ditto, episode four. Yay! Number four. Is there anything significant about number four? No, not really. No. Four. Is there a Pokemon with a significant four? Four. Four alligator? Four. Okay. No, it's four. It's, it's the fourth four. one. Yeah, it's, we, we, yeah, we made it to four. Hooray. Yeah. yeah, thanks for sticking with us. It was all, At some it, point, so you can stop saying that. I kind of <laughs> like that you will keep saying it, just to say. Always. Because we appreciate people yeah. sticking it out. If you do want to like leave a review or anything, that's something that podcast people ask for, isn't it? Yeah, so if you've, yeah. if you've got to episode four... Maybe you like it a little Maybe bit. Maybe give it four stars. Maybe. F- <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I can't wait till we get to episode one, 18. One star per episode. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Yeah. If you want to leave a mean review, maybe don't leave it on the thing. You can just email that straight to us and we'll deal with it. Mm. Deal, with there, right? yeah. deal with it. Well, I say deal with it. We'll read it, cry, and then uh, move on. I think you've got a mean review. Just leave it on This American Life instead. Just go take it. They can take it. Right. Should we recap what happened last time? Nah. <laughs> okay, great. Previously on Critical Ditto. This is Surfloat Town. Normally pleasant, not today. Illuminated behind this lightning, we see the shape of a giant ship and attached to that ship, a giant red octillery. Gary gets dragged beyond the reach of your, your vocals, but you see two landing boats being lowered from the ship and heading towards the shore. So Kent, you are unconscious. This is an interesting chance to examine the inside of Kent's mind. So there's a two cannon on my shoulder. If you have the mental strength to control the beast within you, then I think you have the mental strength to get up. From Tukinen's mouth appears a scoliopede. Theo, you go running towards Ken. Barry Bolcut stops you in your tracks. He's an abomination. Your psyche is sucked into Kenneth's palace. You've come here to free Kenneth, have you? If you want to leave this palace, prove to me you're strong enough to leave. Fight me. Okay. Great. Okay. (laughs) She takes out a Pokemon Cup trading card deck. (laughs) (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! Six prizes or twelve? <laughs> We're using my coin. So I think the Scoliopede releases Kenneth. Yeah. Ro- like rolls. I say the body of Kenneth. I don't. Oh God, oh God. I don't know what Kenneth is right now, but his marionette in this world to the side of Theo, and basically rears up in front of you. And I think you can see now. It's looked like a regular scoliopede at this point, but it's not a regular scoliopede. There are tendrils of dark energy that spread out from it. There are parts of it where it looks distorted. It's almost Hydra-like in like sometimes more scoliopede heads appear with different expressions on their face, more like sad, sorrowful, laughing. They're all sort of different, but as you say, they kind of come in and out and you can't really be sure which is the actual form you're talking to. That's fun. We're really getting our anime nerdiness out with our our description of this weird place. I love it. Both of you, Roll focus checks for me. Nine. Nine. 
Two nines. Interesting. I think both of you realise that in this mindscape, things are not as they seem, things are not as they are in the physical world, and that perhaps you as you are is not what you are in the, in the real world. You see parts of the scolipede disconnecting and turning into other little scolipede heads and then re-entering the body, and you're like, I think in this world you intuit that parts of your physical representation can be disembodied and become something else, maybe a Pokemon that you could fight with. Um, cool. But what Pokemon that you use or becomes from your, your manifestation might reveal something about your character or it might depend on how well you focus. This, this could be interesting. I think... Right, yeah. <laughs> if we were to describe Theo's psyche right now, what do you think would manifest? Well, my, when you said that we've intuited something and realised that we can conjure Pokemon that we would want to protect us in this moment, my immediate thought was a Slowking. Of course. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? That would be the automatic choice. Kenny, you can reject this if you want, but maybe you want to get your two cannon body back. I think when Kenny sees this manifestation of his own inner demons shifting and moving and not being solid, he maybe thinks that actually he could reduce the effect of the scoliopede. So maybe he tries to make it smaller or older or slower or weaker in some form. Okay. So he's trying to focus on regaining control of the situation. And fun and rather than buffing himself because I've been here before. I know yeah. the, I know the deal in this place yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know that it is essentially what mm. I want it to be. So you're you're trying to reduce the scolipede and maybe you can manifest a, a slow king. Yeah. Am yeah. I basically sort of removing an arm? So yeah, I like that. I like that, that yeah. part of your body physically disembodies yeah. itself and reveals itself as this slow king. Kenny goes, <laughs> like Pete, the scholarly Pete might be speaking and what have you, but there's something about slow king yeah. and what it means to you as well yeah. that you wouldn't even give it a voice. Yes, yeah, I mean to me to use a human reference in this world that is very unhuman. Like to me, the slow king would be a Buddha kind of like figure. Yeah, yeah. Like this slow king is so austere and sage. Mm, so sage. Like this is my illusion of what the one slow king I would ever see would be. So I love it. I think it's got a gold shell on its head. Yeah, it's yeah, not the yeah. regular, it's like that Buddha style. My version of a King's Rock is a little bit staggered. Yeah. Bit <laughs> oh my god, grand. well that, you you haven't seen an actual King's Rock? Yeah. All you know is potentially... It's I don't, called I, the King's Rock. So. I don't even think you've seen art of it, because it's such a sort yeah. of taboo subject that you have to conjure it in your own mind of what you think it might look like. So, yes, this, this slow king manifests, and it has this golden crown. It's the supreme crown of knowledge to you, so it's yeah. this ultimate piece. Maybe there's scarfs around Sloking that float slightly. Mm. And I think he just he just turns and smiles at you. And this feeling of warmth and reassurance passes over you. Mm. Okay. So Theo has just manifested the figure of Sloking, an imagined version of Sloking, mm. conjured from Theo's mind. Kenny is trying to reduce the power of Scoliopede. Yeah. How are you doing that? Well, let's go simple, start with. If this thing is massive, let's try to make it physically smaller. What I want is for Kenny to give me a really pleasant memory, basically. Oh it's like a Patronus. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're Again, trying, guys, we're trying to stop with the Harry Potter <laughs> infringement on their well, IP. Your character is based on a Harry Potter character. <laughs> it's entirely relevant. But it's also just a way to examine Kenny's past a little bit and yeah. find something of value to him that okay. means a lot. Kenny was raised on, on a farm with his sisters, and 
you know, is all about plants. So I think a pleasant memory for him is him teaching his little sister. They're plucking some apples, I think. Maybe some pokeberries? Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Some little raspberries off the bush to make a raspberry pie? Cute. Okay, so Ken and Dora are picking raspberries foraging specific memory is she's trying to reach for one but she can't get it and she looks really sad so i lift her onto my shoulders (laughs) so she can get it that's so cute i'm not that tall myself no so she barely gets it but she does but also you're really knowledgeable about berries and all that sort of stuff as well which is not common for kenny so it's a chance to really show a sort of knowledgeable respectful side to his sister lovely memory with that memory in his head let's do a roll Mm-hmm. It's a really nice, cute memory. So I'll give you a plus one yeah. to a focus check, I guess. Great. That means a plus four to this. Ooh. Eight plus twelve. <gasps> it's a twelve, Sue. I rolled a twelve. Okay, so in this... <laughs> oh, man, you're picking the raspberries. Dora's laughing away. I'm just picturing Dora the Explorer, obviously. <laughs> I think that is what I'm picturing. What she looks like, yeah, okay. Um, but she's like... So cute. She's reaching up for this little berry. Kenny, Kenny, I, I can't reach it. I can't reach it. And you're... It's all right, Dora. I'll help. Here you go. <laughs> That's better than that. Oh, now I can get the juiciest. Oh. <gasps> Drew, throw me one. Throw me one. All right, it's your mouth. Open it up. If you wanted this to manifest, I think as her hand reaches for the raspberry turn to a scolopede, and the scolopede's tiny in a hand, and suddenly it starts to shrink down, and you see this giant sort of hand as the scolopede's like been trapped in that memory. Maybe the whole mind palace kind of just for a split second goes into the, the garden. Oh, yeah. And Theo, yeah, maybe you're there. You see so, this. Yeah, Is there a swing? Sun. I see a swing. Yes, but it's a rope swing. Oh, yeah, of course. Attached to a tree. And the plank of wood is just a little bit dangerous to yeah, 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 for sure, for <laughs> but, sure. like, it's not high enough for them to really... Not that that would bother Kenny in the slightest. So cute. So, yeah, so Theo, you see this scene, and for a minute, the Kenny that you know is replaced with a slightly younger Kenny, still the same skinny whip of a lad with a shirt far too big for him, skinny arms sticking out of these big over-large sleeves and a, a mop of black hair, still as scraggly as ever. The bow tie remains. Oh yeah, the bow tie always remains. Uh, reaching out for this berry, and you see, yes, you see Pete the Scolipede trapped in Dora's little grasp as it just shrinks Scolipede down. You know, maybe a few segments are gone. He looks a little bit more sort of velipede than Scolipede at this point. I want a similar thing for Theo here because that was a really nice sort of insight into Kenny. It's when you first interacted with Brandy, I imagine it was such a happy time. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw out a left field one. Oh, go for Let's it. See how it goes. Go for it. Theo, you know, intuits in this experience that there are something to be gained from the power of memories. And so Theo tries to think back to a moment of complete happiness in their own previous life. Well, Theo's trying to remember a moment in their childhood that made them truly happy, but they realise that there was none, and that's why they ran off to join oh. the church. But then... The just as gets bigger. <laughs> just as they're trying to, like, picture anything that can create such a vast, evocative scene, and nothing is happening, nothing's sort of sparking, there's no combustion of thought from, from Theo. The Slow King turns around to them and just speaks in their father's voice. It's okay. It's fine if you don't know what to do. That was it, that was enough. Yeah, and Theo just starts weeping. <sighs> but there is some sort of like, emotional psychic wave that is generated from this moment like not necessarily an attack but just a connection between the psychic pokemon and its pupil and it generates a powerful enough attack that scolopede is yeah yeah no roles necessary there what a beautiful moment 
Uh, yeah, I think it definitely adds on to Kenny's 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, 12 is enough. backs on the 12. Yeah, sure. quite easily. So there's this beyond physical whatever kind of embrace between you and Sloking and this fatherhood idea and this just this feeling of acceptance, I suppose, more mm. than anything, radiates out and Scolipede is lost in this light and you just take a breath and suddenly you start feeling little drops on your face and those drops become harder and more frequent and suddenly the light fades into black and the clouds come back into view, the smell of salt, the sand on your face, you're back, you're back on the beach. Whoa! There we go. Oh god, we're spooning. <laughs> yeah, oh god, because Theo's <laughs> hugging Sloking. So I think you're hugging yeah. Kenny yeah. quite tightly, I imagine, as well. It's that moment of going, if I just keep doing it. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think maybe the, the tears and the rain are mixed for Theo, so for you, Kenny, you can't, like, see what's been going on, necessarily. But... Kenny's mind, he goes, well, this isn't unpleasant. <laughs> That's fair. I haven't um, been hugged in a long time. I think, yeah, I think they wake up to... Your Randy, Randy's voice. Well, dragging them back because the tide is now the so waves in. Crashing. It's, it's so in, and like we're actually you're part under water and stuff because the yeah. beach is almost getting completely done right. in. So it almost has been you've this... been semi-floating in the in the surf as it was washing in. But yes, as your senses return to you, you definitely get the senses and the sound more than anything of this chaos now that has obviously exploded behind you back in Surfloat Town. But you come back to your senses and you're all three of you together again. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh. What do you do immediately? Where, where's Barry? I don't think we've been seeing him for some time. But he has my camera. Who? 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 What? Where's my camera? If you look behind you, Kenny, you will see the camera <gasps> dropped in the sand but, a few metres away from you. Oh, uh, run up and grab it. Okay, it's very great. important to me. Mm-hmm. As I'm saying to, Bar- uh, to Brandy, Barry was... Um... He's just let Rowlett drown over there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously still holding Rowlett. Fine. Barry was at the party. He became my best friend and then... Was, no, was helping bat. Me. What did he look like? Um, he had a glint in his eye, rosy cheeks, amazing hair. One might say that it was a uh, menacing glare, um, an angry rouge, and you should never see him again. But that he is my best friend. He no, come on. Everybody leaves you. Everybody leaves, so maybe well, it's best to forget. That's that's that is. And he was at the party. Yeah. Yes, Barry. Barry. It was basically his party. Oh no, it was Gary's party. Sorry. Yeah, I know Gary was there. You think, you're thinking about Gary, aren't you? I might be thinking Gary. He definitely had a glint in his eye. He, oh. Where is Gary? Yeah, Brownie looks towards the giant auxiliary. Which I think is maybe readying a second shot. Yeah. Oh my god, what is that? <laughs> a second. Now that you guys are awake, you see this now as well, which maybe you'd missed before. A second shot arcs hits another place on the tower. <gasps> the tower! At that moment, I think also the landing party, the two boats, let's say sort of 50 yeah. metres oh, that way. Question. How are you going to do sort of, I don't know, is there a perception style? I think Insightful would work for that, for a perception-y sort of thing. Okay. So the, the system that we kind of used was that a fail, obviously, you don't get anything. Seven to nine, you get one question about the situation. A success, you get two questions. And I have to answer as honestly, honestly as, as I can. can. Cool, I like that. So I'm a minus one on Insightful. 
but I'm going to have a look at them. Mm, go for in it. The rain. Say five minus one, so four. So four, uh, so yeah. As they just come into view, like one raindrop just getting me right in the eye, and I'm like, ow, ow! It was like a hailstone, maybe. Yeah, a little hailstone in my no, eye. No, you can't intuit much from where you are. They just are kind of almost silhouetted. Yes, the silhouetted figures land on the beach, a few people get out. You definitely still see there's a character that's distinct from the rest who gets out of the boat maybe last but you can't really intuit much about them. Also, there's a lot of there's a lot of chaos going on, probably, that's quite distracting in the town and what have you. And you definitely notice that these blasts, these shots on the tower, are big enough that they might be causing damage to the surrounding area as well. Um, should we go and help? Yeah, I think we need to get off the beach right now. Oh, you mean that is your home? Place of work? Do you live there? I don't... Do you know... You probably know some people. You're probably in a bit of shock. Theo... Theo. Yeah, yeah, all of, all of the above. So, is that fermented hyperpotion? Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? I don't know. Should we go and see if all of your friends are dead? I don't know. In a coordinated, in a coordinated effort from Bandy, she just pushes both of them in the yeah. back oh. and like suddenly tries to get things going. It's like we've got no time. And then like it was also the storm up, yeah, as she's well. Picked yeah. up in that time, she's picked up, thrown Meditite on your head and like dragging Lucario from one side. You've got Rowlet. We're just a very merry band. A poor Palisans there going as he sinks down into the way. Sorry, mate. Who's that Pokemon? Oh. So here we are at the midsection. Now, I asked our players to come to this session with a possible random NPC that we could add to Surflow as a town, just to flesh it out a little bit. And I thought this midsection, we could introduce that NPC, ready to be put into the game at a later stage, possibly. Does anyone have one that they want to kind of chuck out there? David, oh, he says, yeah, with a questioning right. look. Right. Did I get on tube up here? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, you did more than me, mate. So my character, I hope, will be quite a useful deus ex machina as time goes on. <laughs> Love it. Um, it's Love called it. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Slurping the God. Um, so this character is a, it's a carry with the theme of the church. The capital C, capital U. Um, capital C. Capital C, thank you, please. Ow. Um, this is a lapsed member of the church, excommunicated, long since left, by the name of Hillary. Another androgynous name. Thank like you, thank it, you very much. Of and uh, this lapsed priest has a mobile library that they travel around the world with. Um, the fun! Their own personal, collectively, voluntarily bought source of knowledge they take to communities that need it and can occasionally, occasionally be useful for exposition. Oh, nice. Does uh, the church approve of this? or oh, is this... No, 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 no. Okay, no. okay. Where did he get these books from? I think he commissions people and these are experts that the church frowns upon, for example, that the church would never ask for. Like mm. people who are more like the other side of the law, people who are more magic-y based, people who are people the church would never approach for knowledge or whatever. But I also think he takes just random submissions. So he's got a lot of random books of people's rants. <laughs> it's like it's like that weird library where they only stock unpublished books. So you can't take anything out from the mobile thing, but you can sit there and read. Yeah. people's musings and like, I think there'll be a lot of memoirs in there and like lots of people just wanting yeah. to get their thoughts down yeah. like nothing sinister nothing black magic but just yeah just things that autobiographical detail the history of this world okay great yeah. so thank you so that's Hillary excommunicated member of the church 
who travels around the world with a mobile library providing knowledge to those in need. I did want to ask about, do motors exist in this world? Yes. Okay, cool. Motors exist? Yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. ships and cars. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> sure, sure. I love it. Well, we had a computer. I feel yeah, like, does Hillary not have a Pokemon sidekick? Um, I'm going to go with a... You're going to say, oh, no! <laughs> no, they don't believe in Pokemon. They're <laughs> <laughs> like an anti-vaxxer for Pokemon. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that they have a Tyrogue. Okay. Oh, nice, but it's like a smart Tyrogue. It's like a Tyrogue yeah. that's not a fighter, it's more of a writer. Yeah. So, Hillary, a Tyrogue, mobile library. And the Tyrogue has started seven novels but not finished any of them. <laughs> yeah. calls themselves a writer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a novelist. I'm a novelist. Um, no big deal. <laughs> Great. I've started six novels. Arrives in Surflow and it's like, I'm a pretty big deal. <laughs> Thanks, David. That's great. And good luck to the team wherever we are. Yeah, good luck, guys. Yeah. Can't wait to succeed. Shall we, shall we dive into it? Whoa! Who's that so where are you going? We're trying to get oh, up to... You're not, going towards the tower? Well, towards off the beach, so back up the... Because I, I, I don't know if you guys imagine the same of Surfer. It's kind of... Uh, I don't know if any of you have been to Southend. <laughs> but I have, actually. It's as beautiful as Southend. But the idea is that there's a beach, and next to the beach is sort of a raised kind of roadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort yeah, of, so there's stairs well. down to the beach. Yeah. So it's yeah. a sort of similar thing where you can get up to a higher level the uh-huh. beach is very much a sort of okay. we're trying to get to those stairs that are now yeah. slowly starting the, to sink the sea is coming in and, I've, and probably it's, I like the idea that you get to the steps just as the sea sort of crashes into that wall that sea wall the beach house is just getting slowly destroyed oh, the beach house yeah one rogue shroomish just floating out of the sea going shroomish <laughs> I lived a good life I have no worries no regrets no regrets YOLO I need to return to my owner tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> meet me at the rendezvous <laughs> so so yes, the beat house, absolutely, now that it's semi-been evacuated. No, it has been evacuated, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely gets taken by the sea. And you realise that, yes, if you hadn't intervened, it probably would have been pretty disastrous for everyone involved. Who, who built that house? Well, well, it was Gary's house, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was Gary's beach house. He yeah, bought it with Pokemon League winnings. He just had the hottest dog that he saw. <laughs> <laughs> he already did. Tell the beach house that doesn't survive on the beach. But you look like Landy, he's just got a passion. <laughs> well, in fairness, Kenny, nothing is surviving on this beach in this storm. Like, all so those... is this like, because Kenny is new to this place, so I'll actually ask these two. Um, is this storm worse than normal, or are they always like this? Because this seems really bad as we're, like, scampering up the shore. Sure. Theo seems quite unresponsive. Randy, really. I'll ask you. Uh, no, no, Kenneth, actually, we, we, we suffer through horrendous storms that are threatening to the entire population every day. Of course it's a difficult storm! <laughs> of course this is an unusual storm! This house has been swept away! There's a giant octopus on a goddamn boat over there! Okay, so you're heading up. I'm trying. Oh, I see. I'll start. Yeah, that, okay. In retrospect, probably a terrible question. You are clambering up these concrete steps, desperately trying to get up away from the beach. You see any sort of shops on the shop front have either pulled down massive metallic shutters or try and board it up as best they can. Some are surviving, but you notice even now that some of the weaker defences on these shops are getting smashed. Some of the windows are going. So these are shops that maybe you recognise, Brandon. Drunfisk is just throwing booze at the sea. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> John Fisk, I think his store is suffering a little bit actually. I think a few windows have been broken, there's stock out in the street. I think you make it up through a few streets, 
I don't want to prompt, but is anyone giving a fermented hyper potion to me? Yes, I was just about to say, as we are running, I will be... All right, Rowlet, Bowtie, recovers consciousness a little bit in your arms. Obviously, he's shocked to be conscious again in such a traumatic environment, but nestles into your midriff a little bit and just tries to find a nook of coziness to just try and keep safe. And here's your voice. It's all right. It's okay. Here. And I'll sort of wrap him up in my oversized shirt. Cute. Lovely. Nice little moment. <laughs> you make it about, I don't know, say 30 metres, 40 metres off from the beach. Who's taking the Did lead? Did we... Brandy's taking the lead. Yeah. Did, um, Did we have to pass the landing route to get up but I imagine we went the other way oh yeah no you didn't... we didn't go towards them no, no, we sort no, of no. went back round and took a longer route I think as to get to the tower if you'd have cast your eye backwards at the beach when you were getting off you would have seen that the landing group had landed not on the beach but on the pier-esque area oh I see yeah so they they're not obviously going to get swept out yeah to see fine they, so, they yeah, know what they're doing we're going, I'm leading the way back to the tower I see I think that's slightly sure. separate directions separate, yeah. you get up through a couple of streets you're ducking and weaving. Brandy, you know the way to the tower. You know Surfloat pretty well. You know a couple of shortcuts. <laughs> but it's like a Pokemon town. So it's like, imagine, imagine there are only like five buildings. So I take, I take you just a, a different left. <laughs> Kenny, I think you recognise this side street that Brandy takes you on as the one that you darted down when you were dodging that swallow. Memories. There's a dead swallow on the side. <laughs> it's been struck by lightning. Oh, and there, and there, 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 there are four baby tailors going, Oh no. And that's it, that's their story. That's it, there we go. Four tailor orphans. One arc. If you donate to our Patreon, we'll do that story. <laughs> you dart into this side street, and Brandy, you're expecting to just, you know, you know this so well, it's like the back of your hand. And you dart in without even sort of checking, and you're confronted with this figure before you even know it. Just bomb into this person. This shadowed figure, because obviously you're in a side street. I suppose collides with you physically. You're both knocked back. No, we are in shadowy side street. <laughs> oh yeah, so you see the name on the, on yeah. the wall. Shadowy side street, you can't make out any faces or features. Oh, look where you look very menacing. Look man. where you're going. You know where you're going, mate. Hello, I'm Kenny. I think, again... Kenny, you'd have to introduce yourself to every random. We're in a shadowy side street. A flash of lightning might reveal more to this. Kenny, Brandy, you have no clue who this is. What you do notice, though, is that they're wearing garments quite similar to what Theo's wearing, in that they are garments of the church. Um, capital T, capital Z, capital U. Thank you very much. Capital U. Capital um, U. I thought that was weird. established there was capital U in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the church. Uh, Theo, you spot this person as well, and you recognise this person very much. This is your rival, the guy from the lecture who we've oh, oh I've named now, Adri Formonsk. To give Adri a little bit more physical description, all we established previously had glasses that glinted like murkily in the half-light. Yeah. We formed a fully-fledged character out of that. Yeah, which yeah. definitely happens again. Definitely large, circular spectacles, yeah. uh, which catch the light very easily. Very dark, elfin skin, so it's, it's smooth. Ears slightly more protrusive than before. Long, long, dark hair, almost plaited, I think. Much longer than you would expect. Thick, dark eyebrows, a flat nose, yellow eyes. And Adri's standing there with a Pokemon that we saw previously. Also has circular little glasses, which you recognise now as a small electrike. With glasses. A bespectacled electrike, um, which lets out a little snarl at Adri's feet. And Adri sort of pauses for a minute, spots Theo, 
Ah, just my luck. Well, it's been wonderful meeting all of you. Uh, and of course, I see you out of the tower when I don't want to see you. But I really must be getting along. And you notice that Adri is holding his church garments across the front of him, his arm tucked away, an electrite very much in front of him, fangs bared, on guard. All right, mate, yeah, go. I don't care. Yes, it's a storm. You should, uh, you should get inside. Um, are you, you're, you look like you're wearing the same as Theo. Are you from the tower? Yes, I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter. You're irrelevant. Well, come with us. We're going we're gonna to try and get people out of there. just got, got attacked. Are you okay? Oh, I don't have time for this. I need to go. Just as uh, Andrew's about to leave, just as he's doing it, Theo just grabs his arm right round the forearm <laughs> with their hands. <laughs> what happened? Let go, Theo. I said, what happened? You are mixing in things you don't understand. Let go now. I've been mixing in a lot of things I haven't understood for a very long time, and I want you to tell me what happened. Okay, this sounds like a check. This is great. It sounds very intense. Or strong, strong maybe. maybe, if it's the grip that he can't escape. Ooh. What do we think? Ooh. Maybe it's a physical thing. Yeah, if Adri's trying to get away. I don't think I'm yeah. persuading in this thing. Yeah, Adri's definitely pulling away. Okay. So I'm zero for strong. Ooh. Eight. Okay. Oh, it's finally happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I think Adri tries to faint and catch you off guard, similar to how you caught Barry off guard earlier, mm-hmm. with a sort of, like, locked stare and then the bosh, the go. Maybe that's a technique taught in the church, I don't know. <laughs> the, old, the old sprint and go. <laughs> the, old, the old just run. <laughs> the old vault tackle. Um, but you're... Because it's, it's your move, you know it. You're ready for it, and you just tighten your grip he fails to move and whatever he's been mm. sort of holding under his thing is released from his grip. Do that, um, <laughs> and you see a small tome fly out of his grip, the rain splashing down and it sort of like flicks between a couple of puddles in the dark alley. Adri lets out a gasp. He turns back to you, Theo, with this like this wild rage in his eyes. He's let me go. Oh, you dropped your book. What's this then? Can okay, picks it up? Okay, fine. Yeah, no, 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 please, please put, put that down. It's really wet. Here, let me just draw it a little bit. Oh, oh no. Start, like, no. <laughs> really unorthodox. Just shakes it. Adri's had enough, and he's like, Electric attack. And he's going to send Electric at Kenny. Can I attack back at Electric? Yeah, sure. Cool. I guess we're in a little okay. battle here. Well, Metatite's not up, but no, this is Theo. I think that's the level of rage Theo's at now. Oh. It's like somebody's attacking this relatively lovely All right. young man that, is, <laughs> that has just also saved the book that I couldn't grab. Fabulous. Like, well, then, rather, rather than getting into full combat, let's give Theo a quick check to see if you're going to intercept okay. as Electrite leaps at Kenny's arm, holding the... Minus one. That's a five. No. Minus one. No. No, 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 ma'am. No, so actually... Ins- Are you good at anything? <laughs> I feel like you've had zeros and minus one checks all day. You're, you're, plus four, you're plus four charming. <laughs> no one wants to see you soft as So you go, you go to intercept Kenny. I suppose that was your intention, so you failed at doing that. And actually, Electrite bites onto your arm. Yeah. Um, which I, I suppose forces you to drop the tome with a fail. So Andrew scrambles, grabs the tome. You've gone for it, but maybe slipped in the rain or something like that. Mm-hmm. He grabs the tome, eyes all of you, and then just makes a dash. I think Brandy's grabs Theo and says, look, Theo, 
It's not the time, all right? We need to get to the tower. Sure, yeah, okay. Do I take any damage from that? No, it's just, I would imagine Electrite was, rather than going for like a bite attack, it was more just like a get the wrist so that he has to let go. So Adri's gone. Adri's gone. Okay, so you carry on down this alley towards the tower and it is absolute chaos. There's fire, there's debris everywhere. You see that the surrounding shops and houses, maybe some have been hit by chunks of brickwork and all sorts. I mean, this is an old tower. Like bits of it are gonna break off in huge chunks and hit nearby things with abandon. You can hear screams, you can hear panic. There are attempts to kind of control stuff. What's interesting to you, I suppose, is that this attack seems kind of wild and reckless. There doesn't seem to be a point to it. It's just been like, let's just hit the tower. It seems strange. What do you do on the, on the sort of the base and the outside of this tower? Theo, is there anything, anything that you want to check out and check's okay? The library. Okay. Okay. So you're going into the tower. How bad is it? Out of yeah. 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 It's not is it great. Like it's been hit by how many things? Uh, a, couple of, a couple of shots, but they're big, they're big shots. Yeah. Is the tower still standing or does it look like it's going to go down? It's still, it's still standing. It's still standing. So yeah. you can go in. Yeah, you can go we, in. Are there people like in pain and... Yeah, like there's people, like some maybe have got their legs crushed by a bit of debris okay. or something like that. I'm going to say, okay, you've got that, go to the library, and I'm going to try to remember the way to the like that apothecary area that we yeah. went to, because I could identify some herbs and stuff that might help. Oh, like, yeah, heal with Mr. Yeah. S. Yeah, yeah. And Brand is going to start directing people to Whiskey's Delios. Okay, great. Because that's already being set up as like a medical slash sort of shelter. Sure. Which is, I imagine then, Whiskey's Delios, it would make sense that it's a slightly higher up than a lot of other places. It's one of the yeah. bits on the higher mm -hmm. yeah, so it makes sense to go there. Okay, let's give everyone a check to do. Sure. Because I feel like everyone's got their separate task. Everyone needs a little check. Brandy, are you like rescuing people from rubble or are you just trying to round up panicked folk? I guess a bit of both, but mainly it's going to be rounding up panicked folk and sort of trying to direct people right to Whiskey Stelios and to just start yeah. spreading the word to make sure that funneling people through the shadowy side street. I think the really injured people are who I'm kind of trying yeah, to... Yeah, he's trying to do more. I'm, yeah. I'm doing more like people who can help themselves. Yeah. Like, Let's go for an intense check. Plus one to my intense. It's a six. Plus one is a seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven, my old friend's back. Yes, you managed to you managed to round up a couple of people and tell at least sort of like four or five of them, like, Whiskey Stelios, go there. If you know Can what the mix success be? Oh, those guys weren't nice. I shouldn't have saved them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. That's a gay chance. Yeah, the rat is a kid. <laughs> yeah. Wimpy is attempting to like get some rubble off a few people, but he's so just super exhausted that it's a real struggle for Wimpy to kind of free them from these little bowlers and stuff like that. Using his ears, but he's trying Yeah, I think also well. Lucario is just sort of his only aim is to relight the cigarette. It's just so drenched now. It's really lame. Burning buildings. There's a screaming person with a cigarette. So Kenny, you remember quite well where because it was only yesterday. Yeah, um, today actually. Today actually, yeah, Two earlier ago. today, uh, where this apothecary was, and it was quite near the entrance, if I, I remember so, correctly. Yeah. So you get there pretty quick. 
it's still a lot of chaos in here. There's a lot of people running, screaming, maybe a bit of fire and that sort of thing. But you get into the apothecary, no one in there right now. Mm. I don't think it's a, a sort of place of high priority in this chaotic stage. Obviously for you it is because you know what you can do there, but for a lot of people it wouldn't be. Give me an insight check. Six. Six, okay. I think rather than you failing, I don't want you to fail, but I think you get to the apothecary and it's just on fire. The place has like been lit up. So unfortunately that's potentially is not a resource you can use currently. Okay, think Kenny, think. Where else might be somewhere that can help people? You've probably still got a bit of fermented hyperpotion left. I don't think you used it all on, yeah, on both sides. There's a lot of people. There's only so far that would go. If I may, also Mr. S is not there. So does that suggest that somebody has... People who are familiar with it have evacuated, maybe. Maybe Mr. S has some sort of stores. Who's Mr. S? This was the kind of survivor. Who's E? Who's E? Mr. E. Oh, Mr. E. I think I think he's there. You just see him there. E. 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 Follow me to the infirmary. Emergency. I think he set up like a, a temporary emergency place somewhere. Maybe he beckons you. He's like, come. We could oh, help. We need to help people. Yes. Oh, what, oh, that's what you're telling me to do. Oh, yes. Um, okay. But I guess because you you have medical knowledge in terms of your botany, because he knows that, he just sort of sets you up, being like, help these people, and he's like, hands you some stuff, and he's like, go do it. I think he's kind of stepped up for this. (laughs) This creepy survivor guy, he really comes into his own in in an emergency. That's his thing. He sets sets you to work, gives you a few plants. He's like, you can handle these, right? Sure, why not? Okay. okay, so there's a few like injured people that he's kind of set up in a temporary structure, maybe in just one of the dorms or something like that. Um, um, and, those people. and you're just helping them. I might even get Rowlett to help me chop up a couple of herbs or something. Yeah, use his leafage on a few herbs, like yeah. chops them up into a nice pulse. Nice, okay, so you're like pouring little salves into people's mouths, tending so, wounds yeah. and burns and that sort of thing. Nice. And Kenny feels good about that? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. So it's, fun, it's like interesting, in a crisis, Kenny just seems to kind of like click into this I've got to help people, mode. Yeah, I wonder if it's... Maybe he's still calm from the kind of memory of his sister and how that went down, because that could have gone pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, nice, well, I nice. still think you hear a small, scolipedal voice oh, in your head. Nice. No, head just I'm, go, you're still a monster. I think as I'm doing it, I just hear like a... Yeah. Oh, gross. In my ears, like... I hear, yeah, the rather's doing, like, chopping, and then when he stops, I still hear it. And then finally... Theo, where are you going? Into the library. The library. That's where I felt most comfortable in this. Okay, so yes. God, it's going to be like a reverse bell from Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) (laughs) You're so tragic. You're dashing through corridors that you know, that you're familiar with, only where before they were filled with chanting monks and the smell of lax incense. Now it is the smell of smoke. Maybe you see a couple of bodies just lying in a couple of the corridors. I think the student who found Kenneth at the gates is just there. Slowly losing some light from their eyes. Oh my god, okay, let's play this out. You see a couple of bodies and you recognise one as that acolyte and you see like a bit of timber has just fallen through his chest or something and he's just like, something's wrong but I haven't looked down yet and he's like, and you can just see he's pale, he's flush, there's sweat on him. Most learned. I was looking for you. I was looking for you in in your dormitory. The the reports, the, the, people evacuated, but they said Theo was missing. So I went back to look, and this fell on me. But you're here. 
I'm going to need you to ask the questions that you want to ask. Remember, it's always about questions. Just, just ask me whatever you need to know. Am I going to be okay? <laughs> In a way, yeah. Thank you, much, Lenny. You always gave me a degree of comfort here. And you just see the light fade from his eyes, knowing that his last task was to go look for you, the absentee. I kind of want to leave it there. You know the library's just ahead, and there's nothing more you can do there. So you just carry on. Maybe at a pace slower than you were going. And before you even open the grand doors, you smell smoke, dust. And as you push them open, we haven't seen the grand library before but we see it here, and it is Beauty and the Beast in Beast's Castle. It's grandiose, it's large, it's circular, it's the central of the tower. I love the idea that there's a central chamber that lets light through the tower as mm -hmm. well, and it definitely manifests here. There's this huge mirrored structure in the center that sends light out to different areas of the library, depending on what you're looking for. There's a mechanism in the middle that like, you twist and turn the knobs, the gears, it's like retro tech that like points the light then at the section you want to find the book in. Man, it's a shame that this library does now not like work like that anymore, I imagine. <laughs> but you see this central structure, which you've used so many times, is shattered. But what strikes you is that there are steps leading down beneath this structure, which you didn't even know existed. And amongst the smoke and the smell, there's this intrigue. What lays beneath the tower? Episode four complete, complete with a death. I mean, it's dark. Hopefully it's sort of fine. Hopefully not scarred. So it's the end of the podcast and it wouldn't be the end unless I did a few thank yous. First of all, I'd like to thank the creators of Pokemon Journeys, the game we're playing. I realize we are messing with the rules in a big way quite a lot of the time, but thank you so much. And everyone at PokemonTabletop.com because we love Pokemon Tabletop United as well. Go check that out as a game. And thank you everyone in the PokemonTabletop.com Discord server for training our young, you know, level one Dwebble Stew up to a level... I was going to say 100, but I don't think he's a level 100. He's probably a level 20 Dwebble now. I mean, I, th I feel like that's progress for sure. I've also got to thank everyone involved in the music. So Braxton Burks and the Materia Collective for allowing us to use the music of Pokemon Reorchestrated, Kanto Symphonies and Johto Legends, which are just some unbelievable scores in there. You know, today, morning in Newbark Town, the underscoring during the memory scene for Kenny and his sister, 
just wonderful. And also Glitch X City didn't use any of her music, but go check her out on YouTube because they are great remixes. And also, of course, the creators of Pokemon. Satoshi Chijiri, the creator, and Junichi Masuda, the composer of all the great music you're hearing that was adapted by Braxton into the wonderful orchestral music you here during the podcast. I should mention that we are not affiliated with Game Freak, Nintendo or the Pokemon Company at all. In any way, we are just crazy super fans who do this in our spare time. This is not for profit and it's just fan made, so we really hope you enjoy it. If you want to email us, contact us at criticalditto at gmail.com. You heard in the midsection that David produced a character to exist in our world. And we want you guys to do the same. If you're enjoying the show and want to put your mark on it, add something, let us know. It could be a character, it could be a place, it could be Jim. It could be a crazy Pokemon that's involved. It could be a type of paper that no one's ever seen. Maybe there's a new form of aircon that's just absolutely amazing in our world and we've not heard about it yet. You know, the world is your is literally your clam pearl. Ha <laughs> am I right? So yeah, contact us and let us know your ideas. This is an open world, effectively. We've currently only got one town. Surfloat town, that's where we are. We're going to have to get out of there soon and we want to go into a big world. Big wide world with lots of characters and crazy places. So let us know your thoughts. That's criticalditto at gmail.com. And thank you to Stu, Ali and David for playing, as always, this ridiculous game. And remember, go catch them all. And by all, I mean your dreams. And we can end it there? Yeah, I think so. No, let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs>